Welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings or literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith, so we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, this morning we're going to follow up on Psalm 86 and just dive into that a little bit uh, deeper this morning and kind of go in uh, all kinds of different directions, look at the connections and uh, all of Scripture with that. So let's uh, let's get started. All right. That sounds good. Uh, I worked yesterday afternoon uh, on uh, next Sunday's message trying to sort out what Scriptures I would include relative to the heart next Sunday. Um, so uh, there's still some hanging out there. I mean, well, for one thing, there's a lot of them hanging right, out there I'm that sure. we didn't get to. Um, but uh, a couple of them that I just uh, picked up on, uh, Matthew 6.21, I don't think I'll get to that next week. But that one says, where your treasure is, that's uh, where your heart will be also. Um, that's relative to money. That's that's the context of that one. Uh, but it, again, it comes back to... Uh, what drives our lives? Is it our relationship with Christ, or is it the external things that uh, uh, that we seek after or desire after? And treasure, at least in the context here in Matthew, talks about resources uh, and what to what extent we'll go to get those resources, to what extent we value those resources. Just like my friend who, man, he had a heart for God. He had gotten, found a relationship with Christ. Uh, I was talking about him yesterday morning, and then he suddenly died of a heart attack. But his heart had become divided, and his heart had become divided in the sense that that dollar bill, when he was uh, – he was a union electrician working at the Clinton Power Plant, I think, back 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, time and a half or double time in, in terms of overtime, of that was a lot of money for sure. him. Yeah. Um, but it caused him then to uh, just to overdo, uh, not, not even the fact that he was working every Sunday – but the fact that he was working those number of hours. And that's that's the danger, I think, that uh, I just want to warn the body of Christ of, just to say, beware. Um, a number of comments yesterday morning after church or even emails yesterday afternoon that says, this spoke to me. It said something directly to where I am right now. Um, simply says that that's a constant battle that we as Christians, I think, fight. Right. Um, all of this stuff mm-hmm. going on in life. <clears throat> Plus, just the reality of life. Well, in the in the the treasure part, the money part isn't. Um, you know, Scripture says that um, money isn't the root of all evil. It's the love of money, and um, it's getting so obsessed, as your friend did, um, that you lose touch with everything else. And I don't think we keep an eye on that very well ourselves. Um, um, you know, if we think about. Uh, you know, you know, people have to to con- be concerned about bills, getting all their bills paid. Um, but um, when we think about it as um, money ruling us rather than us um, being stewards of the money, then then we've got a problem. Who are we worshiping? Um, and that's that. That's you know, I, I like the way the scripture says that. There, your heart will be. You know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Um, and 
you know, for me, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't money, I don't think, but it was my kids. Um, and, and I'm not saying you shouldn't love your kids at all. But um, I often ask myself, even during those days, do I love my kids more than I love my God? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I struggled with that because I, you know, as, as parents do, we love our kids a lot. Um, but do I love them more than I love my God? So we have to look at all of that and where, where is our heart? What's most important to us? Well, it's so integrated into our culture here in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get into this yesterday morning, and, and I'm really not wanting to head that direction this morning. But when you go back to the Hebrew word, which uh, uh, my remembrance of it, it's labob. The Greek word is kardak for heart. Um, they had a much more holistic view of mm-hmm. our internal being in the Old Testament mm-hmm. than they even did in the New Testament. And certainly now we break that out in trying right. to define it even deeper and split between heart, mind, soul, spirit, all those pieces. <clears throat> sure. um, but in, in our country, um, the, the, we call it the Protestant work ethic. But it's it's the dream that's put before all children. Mm-hmm. I probably did the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You own a house, you have two cars, two point seven kids, a cat and a dog, and somehow that makes you successful, uh, sure. or you've reached something. And I think that dream out there has has warped the view of a heart for God. Mm-hmm. Um, has kind of warped the view of. I don't like to use the word success in terms of our, of our relationship with God, um, but maybe our fulfillment of God's plan, whatever words we want to use there, uh, I, I think sometimes we just have the wrong view. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that comes because we haven't been transformed as much as we thought we had been, or as much as we have have been. Um, but I find that just really interesting that for generations, and, and I think my generation, um, that baby boomer generation, uh, probably pushed that as much as any generation has. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, that, I, I, think that's, I think that's come, and then I think that's gone mm-hmm. as well. I think starting with Generation um, X, uh, kind of my, my group of folks there, um, that was found out to be non-attainable mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. It, not that it was a lie, but it was um, a lie in the sense that it could be distributed as equitably um, mm-hmm. as it was, you know, kind of spun to us. And I think there's a certain amount of, um, you know, uh, kind of ambivalence toward that in some in some sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think uh, something else comes in to replace that. So I think it's you know, it might not be about that. It might not be about having a house or having a family or something like that. It's, but it's about having something. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about finding um, something, and it usually isn't you know spiritual in nature. It's usually mm-hmm. something that's material or some kind of tangible, something that we can yeah, really something touch. that I can hold up and say I have this. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Deb and I uh, are um, fans of. Uh, uh, HGTV. Yeah. And right. uh, I have been fascinated with this tiny house living. Uh, just because 25 years ago, I thought about mm-hmm. building a house on a big trailer right. for a camping trailer. 
right. but never thought about it in the sense of being a home to live in. But mm-hmm. almost, almost to the T, folks are wanting to give up the rat race, wanting to give up all their stuff and find something similar mm-hmm. or simpler because they believe that will bring a, a better level of family life. Yeah, and so that's <laughs> been the goal. Mm-hmm. I, so they're still chasing after something. I, yeah, right. I think it's just swap in, swap in a different kind it of is. A uh-huh. piece into the puzzle. And I think there's just as much, you know. Well, my my tiny house is tinier than yours, right? <laughs> and you know, I've got this interesting solution here. I mean, there's still a there's still an element of keeping down with the Joneses, I guess. Right, it's know? competition. I mean, there's some competition baked in there. That there always will be. Yeah. It's not, you know. I, but I, I, at the same time, I do want to applaud the the move away from excess. I think that's right. very. I think that's very good. But uh, you know, that in and of itself isn't enough to make you a whole person. It's just not. You know. Well, and that's what I, I like to go back to to what Randy was saying about the Hebrew um, um, mm-hmm. understanding of heart right. and that holistic piece, um, and and we. Today, at least in America, um, we miss that. Um, and and mm-hmm. I, although people are trying to get back to holistic something, they, at least they use the word, but I'm not sure that um, – and they'll talk about being spiritual but not being religious and, sure. you know, all, all of those things. Um, but, but they're still – they, yeah. I say they, we, um, uh, are still chasing after something. Right. Well, that – that that Hebrew word is, I think, even more gross than, than yeah. holistic. Holistic is a very nice, yeah. uh, clean version of it. I mean, yeah. it's gut, it's bowels. You know, yeah. almost it has that that sense of that thing that is way down in there that mm-hmm. um, you know is kind of in that belly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, and it's almost more, I think, of an intuition. You know, where does what, how are you? What's your kind of default? trigger where do you how do you shape that what does that become and i think mm-hmm. that's what jesus is talking about again and again and again is how do you how do you shape that in such a way where your kind of first inclination your first um reaction to something moves in that direction of the kingdom and not necessarily of your own mm-hmm. gain mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a hard thing it's a hard thing to do it is. Um, but i think it's breachable you mm-hmm. know and i think it, it happens just takes a long time mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it takes discipline, like Randy was talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. In terms of, um, you were talking about your your discipline of reading scripture and um, your plan. Uh, remember, <laughs> remember that you talked about that. Yeah. Um, and how that that's important to you to kind of keep focused. If I don't, my nature is I didn't grow up with a lot, mm-hmm. and so part of my parenting malaise at times has been I wanted to give my kids more than I had growing up. Mm-hmm. And but sometimes I'm caught back to think, well, you know, I turned out, and I really do have a heart for Jesus. I, I don't, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I don't do everything the best, but somehow or another, I grew up, and it turned out fairly well. I think well. you turned out very well. Uh, well, let's not let's not get carried away here. Um, but uh, sometimes I, I I think we're aiming for something, and as a, the, the church hasn't always provided us that central balance, that central vision, that central goal of what our heart is. I really got caught up a couple of weeks ago and and spent I don't know how many hours reflecting on 
the Genesis says that we're created in the image of God. And this must have been, I don't know where I read it from, but something was, so what image are we aiming for in being recreated? And uh, I'm still pondering that, trying to define that, because I... Um, uh, I, I, I think I have some general parameters of that, but sometimes those things that even taught as a child, uh, I ran across another one the other day that said uh, uh, nine lies that we believe the Bible said, but it really didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to sort some of those things out. So it's not an easy task, and it's not for the weak of heart to do that. But I think everybody be it Christian, non-Christian, I don't care, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, is searching for that kind of core sense of value right, right. and that core sense of belief. So, I'm, I'm looking at another scripture that you uh, listed here um, in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 3, when one loses heart. Hebrews 12, 3 talks about that. What does that mean? Or in John 16, 33, when one takes heart and... Uh, um, I've thought about that in terms of uh, just my last uh, 11 months of uh, of knee issues. And losing heart to me, I think, means uh, uh, losing hope and losing focus. And uh, a lot of things can do that. Um, but being in relationship with Christ and, and being in relationship with each other, um, I think is a real key in, in making sure that um, we're not walking that road alone and don't get um, sidetracked. Um, um, we're going to be talking about uh, small groups uh, real soon, and this isn't a plug for small groups, but I'm just saying that um, you know I need other Christians mm-hmm. to walk this way with me, and I need people to remind me, you know, this is temporary, um, um, and, and God is still God. God is still on the throne. Um, and um, we need to look up to that God rather than looking down to our pain. Um, and that's what I think that, that losing heart means, you know, losing that, um, losing hope, um, just focusing on the pain or seeing the pain and not seeing anything else. You know? Well, losing heart has a couple of layers to it. Uh, uh, losing focus temporarily, losing energy for life. Mm-hmm. Garnering some sense of hopelessness—that's that's one level of losing heart. Another level of losing heart is when you just simply walk away. Mm-hmm. I think uh, here in Hebrews, it's talking about walking away from the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, walking away. I, one of the things I was uh, t- teaching uh, in licensing school a couple weeks ago was just giving these folks some words of assurance to give a believer all right first john 5 11 and 12 he who has the son has life he who does not have the son does not have life john three sixteen. um and i think i i think the heaviness sometimes and i want to speak to the heaviness of the heart next sunday uh sometimes the heaviness gets so heavy mm-hmm. um and my my big concern is my big concern is is for those folks who are so young in the faith Although I found folks who have matured in the faith, who've been in the faith pretty solid, but some circumstance comes along. A lot of it's got to do with physical circumstances comes along. Um, And uh, somehow or another, they they lose that heart for God or that anger or that distrust. I really wanted to pull Jonah back into it yesterday morning. And, man, I struggled yesterday morning with – 
Uh, I, I'm not too often overwhelmed, but uh, I could not find my Bible that I've used for years to teach <laughs> on the heart. It's gotten buried someplace in all the shuffling in our house. Um, but I wanted to pull back in that uh, part of the heart issue uh, was Jonah had a, a divided heart, um, not willing to surrender his will totally to God's will. Um, and, and that always just makes me nervous. Not that I'm critical of those that, that it happens to. But it can so but, easily happen to us. Right. Yeah. There, there but for the grace of God could go I, because it certainly happened to King David. Mm-hmm. And God testified he was a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when David blew it, he blew it pretty big time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I thought this morning, uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to, uh, to leave us before we, uh, and I don't know where we are in terms of, of time, but I wanted to leave us with some verses that were uplifting, uh, not just uh, about uh, the worry or the concern or the, uh, the struggles of the heart. Um, but in Matthew 5, 8, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That faithfulness brings us to the place mm-hmm. that we see God. Not only thy kingdom come here, uh, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, but also uh, that for our future we will see God. Um, I loved I loved that verse. I believe it was an Acts that said, God pours his love into our heart through the Holy Spirit. Powerful. That's that's just powerful stuff. Um, uh, Psalm one twelve seven. He's not afraid of bad news, for his heart is firm, uh, trusting in the Lord. I, there's just verse after verse after verse that comes to my mind um, in that. And so uh, again, the key comes back, at, at least for me, to Isaiah forty. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And again, my big concern continues to be. Um, in in our house, there are times when we all, including Monroe, who was two and a half, who's two and a half, are sitting on a cell phone or an electronic device doing something. That happens something. pretty often in our house. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're probably answering emails. Ted's looking for jobs. Heather's looking. She's playing games. I'm Heather and I are playing games you, on our phone. You guys are playing mm-hmm. games, and so is Monroe, and so and is Brody, Brody. Mm-hmm. and frankly, so is Zachary. Right. And so waiting upon the Lord, there have been so many things we've been given, but sometimes they're a detriment to us because waiting on the Lord's hard. Waiting mm-hmm. on the Lord is, is – I don't like uh, waiting. Uh, no. <laughs> I would have never known that. Uh, but waiting on the Lord is, is the key to – part mm-hmm. of the key to this anyway, I think. So. And I think that's when people, we go back to the Hebrews, that's when people sometimes lose heart, is when they've waited and waited and they're done waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to preach in a few weeks about um, <clears throat> about when God's promises aren't fulfilled soon enough for you, <laughs> you know, um, because I, I want them done now. And um, how do you continue to, um, to hold on when... Um, when the pain continues, you know. Yeah, um, I'm reminded, I, and, I, and I'm my mind is just brain dead this morning as to where it is. But uh, it, it seems to me it was Daniel that prayed uh, for forty days mm-hmm. before God sent a Gabriel to intervene. And I often think of that in terms of Sonny and Francis praying for forty years, yeah, forty years. years for their friends to come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what tenacity it takes. Right, right. What courage it takes. Right. What conviction it takes to get us there. So. Right. All right. Well, our time is uh, is up for today, but uh, we'd love to keep the discussion going with you. So if you have questions or comments, uh, you can do that by uh, following the link in the Calvary app. Or if you're listening on the web, you can find comments at the bottom of the page. Or if you're in a podcast app, uh, you can find your way to us somehow on the internet. Connect with Calvary. <laughs> keep looking. Uh, .org. We'll be there. And uh, next week, we'll be back with a deeper dive into, again, uh, this concept of uh, the heart. And uh, we'll see you then. Until then, grace and peace.